What do COVID-19, food allergies, Zoom weddings, and cooking fiascos have in common? For the purpose of this episode, the answer is finding humor during stressful situations. This episode is just two moms keeping it real and exploring how to embrace the crazy and find humor in life, even during a pandemic. Welcome to Exploring Food Allergy Families, a podcast with real talk, relatable conversations, and practical tips focused on navigating the impacts that food allergies have on families, relationships, and mental health. I'm Tamara Hubbard, licensed therapist and the host of Exploring Food Allergy Families. Please remember that while this podcast offers general advice, it should never replace medical or mental health care guidance from your own healthcare team. In preparing for this episode, I came across this quote, every time you find some humor in a difficult situation, you win. Sure, we may not be able to laugh our way through all tough situations, as food allergy families are otherwise, but humor really can be a way to decrease tension and stress and help us reframe thoughts that may be focused only on the negatives. Plus, it just feels good to laugh. To help me explore this topic, I'm chatting today with fellow food allergy and Midwestern mom, Jen Birch. Thanks so much for joining me today, Jen. Thanks for having me. I'm looking forward to this. So remind me what food allergies your family manages. A lot. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's honest. Yep. <laughs> no, we, we do. Um, we got some of the, tri- the typical ones, the peanuts, tree nuts, eggs, um, sesame. But mm-hmm. My son also has flaxseed, peas, oh lentils. Uh, garbanzo bean, and unfortunately, chicken. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, it's been interesting. That was the last one for us to discover, but it's it's been f- interesting navigating because his baby sister loves chicken nuggets. So, oh. so. good times. Um, I yeah, sense- and then I have a gluten sensitivity that popped up when oh. um, I was pregnant with my daughter. Wow. And um, so we tend to be predominantly gluten-free in our house as well. Okay. <laughs> I'm, okay. I wouldn't say it's on the, oh, the realm of any type of weed allergy or anything or celiac right. disease even, but. But it's yeah. another factor that you have to work with. So, okay. That actually leads me into, we're navigated, navigating a pandemic right now, obviously. And, um, you know, I, I've been looking at the community's responses and, and, you know, my own clients and, and as a food allergy parent myself, my own thoughts about this and feelings and experiences of managing food allergies during COVID have definitely varied within the community. How has managing all the food allergies that you guys have during a pandemic gone for you? You know, um, it's been kind of eye-opening. Mm. You know, before the, we were stuck at the house, we were starting to have the conversations about, do we want to expand my son's diet? Oh, boy. Do we want to try and start encouraging yeah. him to try some new foods and some things that maybe he hasn't had before? Yeah. And, um, you know, he seemed like he was getting receptive to that idea. And he rightfully has been a very finicky eater. How old is your son? He's eight. Okay. Okay. And um, his last real bad reaction was when he was just going on three. Mm. So I don't think he really remembers yeah. what it was like to have the, the EpiPen, yeah. but you know, he's, I, there's still healthy skepticism there. Of course. I mean, but, he's um, learned, he's learned that he's he learned it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, you know, I think all of a sudden we get stuck in this situation where it's like, mm, you know what? I don't want to have to run him up to the hospital or the emergency room after this. So right. um, maybe it's good that he only has like six or seven things that he really likes to eat on a regular <laughs> basis. <laughs> I love how you were able to spin that into a positive, like, okay, th- this is all we can eat. So we don't need to become more flexible right now and navigate, you know, new things. And, and I think it's important too, that you recognized that like, okay, our comfort level maybe isn't there with becoming more exploratory right now with a pandemic happening. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, I think we've, we've always been pretty realistic about things and I think yeah. it just really made it interesting. Okay. Not now. Let's, yeah. let's wait. Let's yeah. give this some time. And then FDA fund came up and so now we're kind of like, Oh, for cripe's sake. <laughs> if you weren't going, if you weren't going to pause the experimenting, then you are now obviously. Right. <laughs> You know, so now it's like any minute now, they're going to throw some flaxseed in there for yeah. us. So thanks. Thank you, FDA. We appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no, that is, I'm sure anyone listening is well aware of the uh, temporary changes for labeling that's happening with the FDA. Of course, I have to give kudos to the food allergy and advocacy organizations who are coming together to, um, you know, bring this to the FDA's attention about why this is a concern. So, uh, watch yeah, the space, right? Because it's yeah. constantly, it's a fluid, fluid situation as is the pandemic. But so everything is very fluid right now, um, perhaps except maybe us experimenting with new foods. Right. You know, right. So, <laughs> um, so what, so what has been the easiest part and what has been the hardest part for you navigating, you know, the limitations of the foods that you guys have and just the new norm in the pandemic and not being at school and all of that? I think the easiest thing was just the creativity side of it. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been a good one for having a routine in terms of these are the things that I like to eat all the time. These are the things I want to have every single day. Yeah. Um, I you're, think not a, you're not from, a meal planner then? I do, but it's, it's, I go through Pinterest and I look for new meals every week. <laughs> like, that's my th- like, I like, I want to try and do something new. So, I mean, we have two meals that are basically the same thing every week and that's Friday pizza night and yep. Sunday mornings are waffles. Oh, I love that. Well, we're a Friday pizza night family here. In fact, my husband and I joke, we've been together 18 years. We've been married 15 years this year. And um, we started that when we were dating. And now that we have kids, it's Friday pizza night all the time. So I'm with you on the Friday pizza night thing. And if you can do yeah. that, however safely you can, I'm, I'm all for it. But I like the waffles on Sunday. I like that idea. I might have to Start that too. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. And that is mommy's time. So the kids know they have to sit at the table with me. Like this is the uh, only time that we do our full on leave it to beaver, sit at the table <laughs> together and enjoy <laughs> some conversation with my kids. Do you wear an apron as well when you make those waffles? I, sh- I haven't yet, but I should. I'm going to have to. <laughs> and pearls. Don't forget the pearls. Go right? put on my chef and they gave me an apron at one point a few years ago for Christmas and said I was chefing. Chefing. I'm chefing. Oh, I see. All your, right. Your kids have a sense of humor too. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, so yeah. So I guess the fact that you don't have a specific, you know, food routine necessarily every week that, that it's kind of been a good thing in a way right now too. Yeah. And so the planning piece of it's always been like a, that's my pattern. That's my one thing that I do fairly consistently is, is Sundays I sit down and look at 
Pinterest and come mm-hmm. up with all sorts of inspiration for my meals for the week. Mm-hmm. And then I go through the pantry and I figure out what we have and don't have and what I need to add to it. Yeah. And, um, have have you had a hard there. time finding the things that you needed? Like so many. That's the yeah. piece that has been the hardest for yeah. us. <laughs> like I can't just run up to the grocery store and go get the stuff that I need to fill in. Yeah. Flour is a key component of so many things for us. And um, flour has been one of those. Flour and yeast are the two things oh, I've heard yeah. the most about besides like sanitizers and toilet paper and the paper products. But yeah, that's. Uh, well, and I was hard. just talking to um, one of our interns this summer is um, so we've got a mentoring program. And so I'm one of the mentors. And I was talking to her earlier today and um, she's gluten-free as well. Mm -hmm. So we do a lot of baking at home and, you know, I placed an order on Amazon for yeast because it wasn't at the stores. Mm -hmm. Uh (laughs) I kind of forgot it was even ordered. And about eight weeks later, it finally showed up. (laughs) Eight stinking weeks. (laughs) She's telling me she's thinking about placing an order. I'm like, I hope you don't want that bread anytime soon. (laughs) Right. You you might get it in August. Did you see there was a meme going around about uh, how many, you know, we're all ordering so many things online, especially with Amazon. And uh, it was something like, you know, and if a goat shows up at my door, just go with it because I have no idea what I ordered anymore. And when I ordered it, I mean, that's really true. Like you didn't realize, remember you, you ordered yeast weeks, weeks, months ago. And, you know, suddenly a goat's on your front step. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I swear that's going to be me one night after too many margaritas. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we all need new pets maybe right now. A lot of people are getting dogs, I see, because they have the time at home. I mean, a goat, okay. And I think that would be easier to care for than a llama in Michigan, but... (laughs) I have not looked into caring for either goats or llamas, but that would be an interesting comparison. Uh, I'm going to have to like add that to the list of interesting things to make my kids research this summer just to keep them busy, I think, so... I love which, it. Which pet is easier to have in the Midwest, <laughs> right? Uh, neither. Uh, but oh, if man. you had to, which would it be? So, right. oh gosh. So, okay. So besides making sure that you don't order a goat and uh, the yeast shows up <laughs> from Amazon. Two months later. Two months later, right. Um, but yeah, you're right. Finding the safe uh, options that are, you know, not our norm. And now, of course, with this added layer of the FDA changes, that's uh, going to make it a lot more complicated, which you know, from a therapist's point of view, that obviously can increase anxiety and and stress. So, okay, let's be honest. How is quarantine going for you? Is your sanity still intact? I I don't think I was ever really totally sane to begin with. (laughs) That's Um, probably why everybody knows my name by now, if I've been on a call with them. Um, (laughs) I think it's a good thing. You know, um, we're happily insane in this house. But, I love that. What does that mean for your family? I love that. Just silly. We're just a really crazy, silly bunch. And the more stressful something is, the more we laugh about it. I love that. Like I, at one point when my kid, when my son, my food allergy son was really young, he's, he had just ridiculous meltdowns mm-hmm. and he'd be screaming and yelling for I mean, I think we timed it one time and there was like an hour and a half and I'm surprised he didn't go blue in the face. That's commitment. Wow. I mean, he was, he was, he was dedicated to his tirades. And And how stressful for you guys to be watching that, right? Well, exhausting. And there were times when we'd say, you know, I'd tell my husband, hey, can you do me a favor and take Lexi out of the house? Mm -hmm. 
she was younger and she was really upset by it. So I was like, get her mm-hmm. out of here. Yeah. So I take her and go for a drive. But at some point when my son got older, you know, he'd throw these fits. And <laughs> my husband at one point's like walking through the kitchen. And every time my son would say, you know, like, give me some juice or something, he'd be throwing his demands out. My husband would say, cheeseburger. <laughs> like just a <laughs> random word. <laughs> Did that make your son have some pause? Like, like what just happened? <laughs> that I mean... I can imagine if I did that randomly to my boys, they would look at me, number one, and go, are you okay? And number two, it would totally throw them off their path. It's true. And that's, uh, that's basically the way that it went too. It's like, he'd get even angrier and he'd finally get quiet, like whatever. <laughs> it's not worth it. They're, they're beating me at this. I can't compete. Yeah. Yeah. I love uh, that. I love that. Well, so that, <laughs> that actually connects with, you know, when we were chatting recently, you said that you guys embrace the crazy and find humor in life, which really resonated with me because I think I find both personally and professionally as a therapist, acceptance and humor can be great strategies to help navigate life stressors. And now more than ever, there's a lot of stress daily uh, Mm -hmm. and the amounts can change, but there's new stressors that we've never had to navigate before. So I love the whole concept of embrace the crazy and find humor in life. And I think that was a great example of it, right? You just kind of go with it and then don't take it too seriously. And throw yourself in for the win there, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's your quarantine sanity plan for the summer? Do you have one of those? No, and I (laughs) sort of threw myself into the pack of wolves. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. So my daughter got a male American Girl doll a a couple weeks ago. Did she order the male one? Uh, I ordered it for her. Um, She's already got her girl, American Girl doll. Okay. Um, but she needed to have a boyfriend, apparently. And I'm like, whatever. What if she likes girls? And how old um, is your daughter? Seven. Okay. All right. She's planning ahead. Okay. She's got her. She's got her ideas set. And I was like, yeah. all right, fine. We'll get the boy. Um, Trip totally bought her the our generation version because I was not going to spend a hundred and seventy something dollars on the boy version. So. And I'll be honest here, I, I don't even know what that means. I have two boys <laughs> who who could be into dolls if they wanted to. I'd be fine with that, but they aren't. So I don't. I, I know nothing about that whole world, uh, except yeah, that it's so expensive. <laughs> good for you. You totally missed that. <laughs> so her American Girl doll clearly is super expensive, but yeah. the Our Generation doll is like the $30 version from Target. Oh, okay. Okay. They're like the knockoff. The, yeah. The, okay. Yeah. Okay. So I got her, I think this one was on sale even, so it was like $20 oh, or something like that. Is she happy um, with it? Yeah, she loves them. She loves them. She loves them so much that apparently, you know, he proposed to Julia. <laughs> now, so now Julia's getting married this summer. Does Julia um, have a wedding dress? No, and and I'm the one who, you know, because I get really fun and silly and happy when I'm drinking. Yeah. Had my three or four margaritas and I was like, oh, I'll have a big wedding. <gasps> What did you commit to? What's happening with Julia's I, I, wedding? I have to plan the whole thing and make sure that they have like, you know, beautiful setting in our backyard. And it's going to be on Zoom so that all the people can watch. And... Oh, gosh, I love this. I Will there be pictures available online? There will absolutely be pictures available. Okay. I don't think my daughter would forgive me if I didn't you know, 
play photographer for Julia and Derek's big giant oh, wedding Derek. ceremony. Derek has her, her soon Derek is Julia's fiance. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I am loving this. Um, <laughs> I ser- like loving it way more than I should, quite honestly, um, for many reasons. Um, as a mother of boys, I- I'm just trying to get them off of video games all summer. That's my quarantine sanity plan is how do I keep them off at least multiple hours a day. Uh, but yeah. um, I'm loving this because of the creativity. Um, I'm loving this because it's something to do together. Um, I'm loving this because it goes right along with that, you know, embrace the crazy and find the humor. I mean, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so excited for you guys in this wedding. (laughs) Oh, probably not as excited as Lexi is. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think it's possible. I I think, you know, seven-year-old excitement is is real big, especially for something like this. So, so that is part of your quarantine sanity plan or not? (laughs) I suspect it's going to take up a good portion of my summer, but... (laughs) I'm sure that I will have some of my time doing the same thing with my son, trying to keep him from playing just yeah. all day arc. Yeah. Like all day long. It's hard because right now as parents, we have to balance the social emotional aspects of everything too, right? And so those of us mm-hmm. who don't feel comfortable maybe moving quite into the new norm um, or the, I know, um, I think Michigan and Illinois where we're at are very similar stages. We're moving into phase three, I don't know, today, tomorrow, this weekend, sometime soon. Um, right. But not all of us are, are ready to transition completely quite yet, maybe watch, wait and see first. Um, But the social emotional piece of, okay, they connect with their friends online. So, you know, where's that line? It's, I I think it's a hard struggle for many of us right now. What's one thing, or is is there one thing I should ask, not assume, that's keeping your mom mental health intact right now? (laughs) Besides the Boda box? Um. I I do work from home. I've I've been fortunate that because I work for the university mm-hmm. in their IT department, I've kept my job, and my that's boss good. is amazing. Yeah, you know, so that's probably I'm busy very helpful. Most of the time. Right, you're busy, but it sounds like you thankfully are able to have some flexibility to manage mm-hmm. better. Manage it all, maybe is the right way to say yep. it. You know, in a lot of ways, our our personal life, aside from the fact that we can't travel like we normally would. Yeah. Um, you know, we've always been that family that really enjoys kind of just going for a weekend, just drive somewhere and go check something out. But mm-hmm. you know, aside from that, our home life really hasn't changed significantly. And I know my husband and I remember that all the time because we're, we're grateful Yeah. that our lives haven't been completely disrupted. We see friends of ours and people that we know who have, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you hit on a really good point there wherever possible and whenever possible, try to connect with the positive things coming out of this pandemic. And that doesn't mean we have to feel warm and fuzzy every day. Um, Mm -hmm. But if you're able to see, you know, some of the benefits, that's good. You know, for, I've heard a lot of people say, okay, it's caused us to slow down. And we really needed to and didn't realize that. Or I've heard people say, you know, it's, it's helped us to spend a little bit more time talking with our kids about things and connecting with the values that are important with our families and being purposeful about that. So I agree. If you can find a couple of positives to once in a while remember, um, I, do, I do think that helps a lot. Oh, yeah. Okay. So 
we can't forget to talk about this because I have so many questions. Be- okay, so we moved on from the um, the American Girl doll wedding, and we're moving right into epic kitchen fails. <laughs> Uh, when you and I were talking before, you had said that you guys had a Kitchen Fails Hall of Fame idea. I have to hear yeah, more so about this. Cause I, if cause, you, you actually know, went out to Facebook and looked for Kitchen Fail Hall of Fame. Really? You would find, yeah, you'd find the page that we had originally tried to start back in like 2014, I think. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. absolutely doing that when we are done with this because I am a great baker. Uh, I will say that, uh, but my cooking skills are awful, and maybe I'm harder <laughs> on myself than I should be. I mean, no one has gotten ill from my cooking, and I do tend to overcook everything. Um, but I don't like bake. I don't like cooking, and I don't find I'm good at it. So, uh, this is why this intrigues me. Like, how did you guys come up with that idea, and what was part of that? We know where I came up with the idea, but I remember, I remember the very first picture on the page. My husband and I were just looking at this before you and I jumped on this call too. Like, he said, didn't you use my cookies as the like image on the top of the page? I was like, yeah, I did. So it was a family affair. It wasn't just your cooking. It was everybody's it cooking. Mine. And there's a lot of pictures on there that aren't even mine, but you know, oh it's just like, you know what? It made us laugh. So it's like, yeah. I might as well share the laughter with everybody else. How did your kids feel about like when you'd, you'd be like, okay, I've had this awesome Pinterest recipe. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. And you come out and you show them the final product. What were their reactions to some of these? Well, the one that I remember um, that was on there that I, this is, I've done this twice now too. This is the hilarious part about it too, is that even after I fail, I'm like, oh, I'm going to try that again. And then it comes out the same exact crap, but like, like, like there's one that was like these chocolate brownie cookies and they're like a, a chocolate fudgy brownie cookie with like big chocolate chunks, you know, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to make those. Yeah. And every single time I make them, they come out like this, like weird chocolate lace looking flat they don't sound appetizing I'm gonna gonna be honest there they don't and they don't look appetizing but my kids eat them and they're like not the greatest but they're not bad (laughs) chocolate okay sounds like they've set their bar low healthy low to accept much of what comes out of the kitchen no matter what it looks like (laughs) they're game like they're like you know okay well doesn't look like I'm going to die from it. So I guess I'll eat it. And, and mom gave it to me. So clearly it's, it's safe for me. It's got to so. be safe, right? Mom wouldn't give me something unsafe. I think it's, it's great though, because what you're teaching them is that um, we don't have to be perfect and we can mess up royally and things are still okay. Um, oh God help them. That's all they're going to learn from me. Are you kidding me? I mean, for any of us, it took us until well into our middle age to figure that one out. So that's an amazing right. life skill for them to learn. I'll, okay, I'll share one or two of my um, moments uh, in the kitchen that my husband in particular won't ever let me forget. So I had found a recipe, this was probably 10 years ago, back when like the um, hot... What is oh, the Instapot? Not the Instapot. What was before that? Why can't I think of this? Because I don't use it very often. That's why. Um, the, Were you uh, not old enough to remember the Popeil, like, set it, forget it, rotisserie chicken no, thing? No, but I am. See, oh. I don't, yeah, <laughs> I hide it well. I'm older than you think. Um, I, no, the um, Crock-Pot, right? The Crock-Pot. Uh-huh. The good old Crock-Pot. So I had myself Crock-Pot. I finally decided to use it. I found this recipe for a cake in a Crock-Pot. 
pudding cake. Really? Yeah, yeah. This sounded fabulous, right? So I make it and it happens that we're going to a friend's house for a couple's night. Good friends of ours, thankfully, because this was totally embarrassing. Um, and we eat dinner. She made dinner. I said, great, let me pull out my you know, crock pot cake here. We cut into it. Looks great on the top. We cut into it. Well, the pudding portion, which was on the bottom layer, turned green. <laughs> um, I don't understand it. Nowhere in the comment section on this recipe was there any comment about any pudding turning green. It was chocolate pudding. Um, must have been a heat reaction. I don't know. So um, now they, they like to remind me never to make chocolate cake with pudding, whether it's in the crock pot or not. So I don't do that anymore. I don't um, blame you. That was awful. Oh my God. It, I think it tasted okay. No one got sick. So that was good. And then the other time really was I made my, and so I'm normally really good at baking, but I think I, you know, I didn't, I didn't do what I was supposed to. I didn't let the, the cake cool down and, you know, I was rushing. And um, so I was making a like triple layer cake, birthday cake for my mom when she was going to come over and I put it away and I took it out and literally the whole back half of the cake had fallen apart. Oh no. I pull it out to go, happy birthday, mom. And I look at it, I was like, oh my God, this is awful. Same as you. We all just kind of got a fork and went right to town. You know, it really didn't matter what it looked like. It was going in our bellies anyhow. But so, um, yeah, I have more baking stories because, again, I try my hardest to stay away from cooking. My husband is a much better cook than I am. He's willing to take the risks and try things. Um, With cooking, I am not willing to do that. So I think uh, I leave it. I try to leave it to him as much as possible. See, I do that with grilling. I have never been a person who's like can just master the grill. Really? Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it is. It, yeah. It's a daunting thing for me, and maybe it's just because I watch enough of those cooking shows where they're like all about the temperature and they got to make sure that it's like <laughs> marinated for so many hours. You got to slow cook it at a really low temp for like eighteen hours. No. See, and I would be thinking it's undercooked. I need to cook it more till it's dry and rubbery, right? Like I don't, right? I don't want to kill anyone with undercooked chicken or make them right. vomit. Yeah, I, I'll grill if I have to, but I'm kind of afraid of the grill, so I, uh, I try Same to stay here. away from that too, yeah. right? You know? Wait, you know what? I know I'm just exacerbating the whole stereotype <laughs> thing, but here you go. Happy Father's Day! Some new Happy Father's tools. Day, honey. Here's a beer. <laughs> go do that. So you have this page started on Facebook from like 2014. How long did it last? And um, do you still add to it? I don't. I don't. And I need to because it's not like I'm perfect and I never screw up anymore. But <laughs> no, no I, but for a while there, I think a lot of the blogger moms, you know, were even like, oh, my gosh, this is great. And then I think um, was it the, the kitchen that nailed it that came out on Netflix. Yes. Sharon was just like, oh my God, Jen Birch was onto something. <laughs> you should have started that. You still can on Facebook Live. I mean, that's true. you could it's still true. make it. It wouldn't be the same because it'd have your flair on it. And you could have, I mean, heck, you could do the wedding version, right? I mean, you have a wedding that you're planning this We've summer. We've got a wedding and, this summer we can use. Right. And so, you know, if something goes wrong, then there's the wedding edition. I love this. Oh my God. I seriously am going to check for photos of this wedding because this is making me happy right now. So <laughs> it, whatever it takes in a pandemic, it makes me smile. This is my Friday smile. So thank you for sharing that story. <laughs> I just need to try and use this as an educational opportunity for Lexi as well. She can handwrite all the invitations. 
even though nobody mails anything anymore, but she can handwrite them. Well, before you know it, she may decide that they're going to elope. So, I mean, you know, that might be <laughs> beneficial for you too. Might take a lot off your plate if she has to do more. There we the go. <laughs> so that's a life lesson, right? You know, like right. problem solve. Can we do this another way? I love that. Oh my goodness. Okay. So before we end, I've got one final question, which I ask all of my guests. It's a fill in the blank kind of a question. And here goes. Living an empowered life with food allergies means what? Being aware with flair. So explain that. But I love that. That's so catchy. And you need to put that out on a meme somewhere. That was our motto for the family. Um, when I when I purchased Blue Bear a while ago, Blue Bear mm-hmm. Aware, mm-hmm. Um, thought, you know, that's exactly why it appealed to me was just this, this idea that you can have fun, you can own it, you can make it whatever awesome thing you want to be. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you have to drop your guard. Right. Matter of fact, you're totally aware of everything around you and navigating it. You're just having fun in spite of it. Right. You got this. So say that again. So empowered life with food allergies means... Being aware with flair. Being aware with flair. I see a bumper sticker in your future. <laughs> <laughs> I think people would buy that. Be, food allergies, be aware with flair. I don't know. I would buy it. I would. So, Jen, thanks so much for coming on and chatting and keeping it real and relatable. I, I know I enjoyed this conversation and I'm thinking everyone else will too because you know what? It's just real and, you know, we need some just light, real fun right now. Oh, yeah. Anytime. I'm glad you had me on here. This was fun. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes and share this podcast with others who might enjoy it too. Until we connect for the next episode, be good to yourselves and take care. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of Exploring Food Allergy Families. Be sure to subscribe via your favorite podcast app so that you don't miss future ones. And if you're looking for an allergy-informed behavioral health care provider or for additional resources on any of the topics discussed in these podcasts, visit the Food Allergy Counselor directory and website at www.foodallergycounselor.com. Music